Good afternoon everyone, how are you guys doing? What's going on? Welcome to episode 8 of Merchants of Novigrad, a bi podcast where we discuss everything went. As you can see, today is a very special episode, because for the first time on the show we got all four merchants together. I don't think introductions are necessary, so with that being said, how are you guys doing? What's going on? I'm doing pretty good, man. Got surprised this week. Yeah, can't complain. And before we get into it, uh, a few words to our viewers. Um, if you have any questions, you can ask them in chat. And my dear friend BJ, as always, has been charged with the task of collecting the more interesting ones. And we'll try to answer them as we go. Um, if you'd like to stay in touch also off stream, you can follow us on Twitter at Novgrad Podcast. And obviously, if YouTube is the platform where you would rather watch the episode, it's going to be uploaded a couple of hours after the live stream. So you can just type exclamation mark podcast and get all the links necessary. So without further ado, what have you been up to, guys? Because I, I, I think BJ has some really cool stories to tell us. I do, I do, man. Like Last weekend, I went to Germany, Dusseldorf, and I met a lot of people from the Gwent community, from the different teams, Team Artusa members, TLG members, and TRS members. That was me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so some, some dudes from uh, Twitch. So it's really nice. Uh, we, so originally, Kate said, Kate the Great, she's a, she's a member from my Twitch chat. And she uh, she organized the whole the whole event. So so we had a lot of people. Uh, Bain was also there, and we all gathered together in Dusseldorf on Friday and Saturday. We hanged out. We went to some bars, some restaurants, and some great food. Uh, we even lost Kate. That was the fun part. <laughs> we lost her like it was like in the middle of the night. We 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 had a lot of drinks, and uh, we talked a lot of Gwent. And then all of a sudden she was gone and. We looked for her, we couldn't find her, and she, she went back to the hotel apparently. And it was a lot of fun to, to just hang out with the guys. Like, there's some really, really chill atmosphere. And uh, yeah, it was great. To yeah, do you, that. you said that Kate organized everything, and that sounds very yeah. impressive because she's actually from Canada. She is. She, she and I uh, were the only two people that were not from the Germany because all the others were from Germany. But she, she came from Canada. She flew to Europe to, to be there. She did the same thing last year as well. Wow. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. And then when I came home the next day, boom, expansion. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I can imagine you, you being pretty excited about Gwent right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm truly excited. I was that excited that I did a co with my boy Villa. And uh, yeah, we, we had some fun. We tried some new stuff, some monsters, some Skellige. Um, we did not won a lot of games that stream, but then we also played some NR off stream and we did a lot better with that. So it was a lot of fun to try out the new cards. Guys, I think that someone else is pretty excited as well because Chat, if you are not aware, our dear friend Lionheart recently got accepted into the Partners Program. He did, yes. I got accepted, I think, the other day, actually. I haven't done the thing with it yet because I haven't streamed. But yes, I, I got accepted as a Gwent Partner, which doesn't seem to do a great deal, but I'm very happy to have a new title. <laughs> and I think you also have some stories uh, for us regarding Gwent and your recent adventures at work. 
Yes, yes, I have. As those of you who know me know, I work far too many hours, far too many days. Today was my day off and I worked six hours, for example. I was sat working uh, late at work. It was about half five. Didn't realise my boss, the director, was walking around and he walked in and I was sat with Dr. Stone listening to it and I'd got my iPhone from work and I was playing a game of Gwent. He's walked in behind me. I have no, I had no idea about this. He's a massive weeb and he's a Gwent player. <laughs> walks up behind me and goes, mm, I wouldn't have played that card there. I thought he was joking until he had said to me, no, I'd have played Decree, I would have done this. And I just looked at him like, oh, God, you actually do these things. <laughs> I had no idea. The problem is now he won't leave me alone. I see this guy like 80 hours a week. Now I get messages from him at 11 o'clock at night going, what do I do? Would I play this here? Where do I go with this? Is this a good strategy? He's like, oh, no, please let me sleep. Are you even allowed to play Gwent at work? No, no, you're not. <laughs> I, I can imagine you are not. But in my defense, I'm also paid 40 hours a week and work nearly 90. So if they want to complain, uh, I'll go home. Uh, Fight me. <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting time. But um, it, it amazes you. It surprises me how you make snap judgments about people you meet in real life and the assumption that they, you, there's no way you're into anime and you're definitely not a gamer. And he made the exact same judgment about me um, and was like, no. And now actually we've got all these things in common which is actually really cool um so yeah looks like Lionheart's getting promoted sooner than he thought <laughs> but yeah, and, I, 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 and I think there was like another incident um at at, the, at, at your work um oh that was, yeah, yeah that was I, 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 I heard i heard you know some some Novgaard main and some an r main trying to settle a dispute and you got you got in the middle of it yes something like that um there were a couple of people at work having a bit of a a bit of a disagreement, shall we say, and they decided to be petulant children about it and got a little physical. One of them punched me in the face instead yesterday, split my lip along here, thankfully, you can't see, um, and it very quickly realised that they needed to stop what they were doing, so I have mounds of paperwork as I intend to dismiss both of them on those grounds. Uh, yeah, I've had an interesting week, it's been fun, it's been very busy, and with the drop of a new expansion, it's frustrating as hell being sat at work going, I want to play, I want to try all these new cards, uh, and instead getting punched in the face, so, you know, <laughs> emotionally, physically, uh, it's been a good week, mostly. Yeah, at, at least it wasn't Villa who got punched in the face, because that would be a real shame. <laughs> Villa, how are you doing, my friend? I've, I've heard you got your emote approved. Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, I know I haven't been on this podcast for a while now, but um, I've I've been working hard, believe that or not. I'm I'm graduating very soon of of my studies and whatnot. So I've I've been doing that mostly, and of course playing a bit of Gwent. The new expansion was great, and yeah, yesterday I tried to stream for uh, stream for twelve hours. But, you know, real life stuff got in the way, so I streamed for around eight hours. And yeah, it was a lot of fun interacting with people again. And yeah, overall just chilling and waiting for Christmas to come around. Yeah, and actually we should we should say welcome back because it's been a while since you've been on, on the show. Even though you yeah. are part of the crew, it's been, what, three, four episodes since your last Something appearance? Like yeah. So yeah, welcome back, Villa. Much love. Much love. Despite you not being here, I think a lot of people in chat um, during the previous episode episodes asked, Villa lost Villa? Where is Villa? What is going on? <laughs> Where is he? 
He is here. He is alive and well, uh, uh, as you can see. This is not scripted. It's it's it was not filmed before. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, it's he not did, photoshopped. Trust me. He, he he did lose some hair during the you know during the way. Oh yeah, that, I think that's that's important news, especially if Alice is in chat. She would uh, like to know what's going on there. So maybe maybe Villa can shed some light on on the rumors that he lost some hair. I did lose some hair, yes. Um, I, I, I'm I, I, afraid I, to take this hat off, otherwise I'll probably get stabbed by Alice the next time we meet. So, but we demand physical evidence, Villa. You have to do it. I think <laughs> I, I, I think Alice is a very patient and and. Uh, understanding yeah. person she'll get it and okay and then... fine fine i'll 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 do a big reveal oh wow it's it's short it's short trust me i think it looks good it looks I mean, good it looks very fresh yeah it's a lot more hair than like beard <laughs> i don't think there is much competition there yeah i'm like it's not even fair to compare for you know whatever yeah <sighs> Anyway, uh, yeah, what, 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 what I was going to say, 12 hours, that's very ambitious. Um, I yeah. only did a single 12-hour stream, and I was, that, that was a sneaky 12-hour stream because uh, I counted breaks and countdown as a stream. So I, I think it was more like 10 hours, and I was absolutely horrified by the experience. It was just so much streaming. I, I, it, it was three games. It was not only Gwent, it was three games, and I was just so tired. And we actually have tried it in, in chat, and he recently did a an eighteen hour stream. That's that's wow. absolutely insane. What I can't imagine doing that. Can I you imagine like, streaming yeah. Gwent for eighteen hours? Solid Gwent as well. Trying that. That's crazy. At least he did that after the expansion dropped. <laughs> yeah, that's a good time. Yeah. You'd have struggled before, right? <laughs> and speaking of the expansion. Because that's gonna be the main point of our next segment, what's happening in Gwent. And I think it's fair towards everyone to actually show the trailer, because I think the expansion dropped uh, in a, such a weird and unexpected fashion. Not a lot of people uh, had the time to see the trailer. So we can, we can show it now. From our lands bring we medicines rare, exotic delicacy, and of course, war's dreadful tools. What some to steal see. Others by force make link. Yet, to their dismay, all our wares yours too can be. For a price. Oh yeah, definitely. Wow, it's a cool trailer. It really. They do trailers very well, don't they? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Guys, first impressions, because I was shocked that they actually did that. What a bunch of madmen! <laughs> <laughs> we, 
it amazes oh. me. They've obviously been working on this so hard in the background. And there's a lot of work gone into it. And we've gone for months complaining about no content, no information. And they haven't said anything. They haven't told us, by the way, guys, this is definitely going to happen so much sooner than you think. And then yeah. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, hi, have all the content. Merry Christmas. Yeah, the season uh, was not even over. No, no, it was, it was know, the day exactly. before the season ended. Oh, and that was, that was the best part because I was streaming and I was uh, planning to play uh, some more arena. So there was some leaks and I was going um, uh, through them with uh, with my chat. And all of a sudden somebody says, dude, there's an expansion. Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. An expansion? Yeah, like right now. Uh, uh, okay. You're like, no, don't be silly. Like, I, I expected a minor patch on, on, on mm. Tuesday, and instead we got a massive expansion on Monday. How crazy is that? That sounds like some insane guerrilla marketing. It's, uh, it, it, it almost feels not deliberate. It was that, it was that different, I think. I think yeah. it was deliberate. Yeah, that's what's mad. It felt, it felt like it appeared on the iOS, and all of a sudden it was like, ah, we've kind of told everybody, go, press, let's do it. I think that yeah. was intended. I think the iOS yeah. uh, leaks were intended. But the idea was that instead of promoting the game, you can just drop the expansion and get everyone so shocked. They're going to talk about mm. the expansion on all social media possible. So it's going to spread yeah. through uh, the word of mouth instead of actual marketing. That's mm. very true. That's yeah. Because Didn't everyone was talking. Even, even people who haven't played Gwent in months, who haven't talked about Gwent in months, tweeted about the expansion. Yeah, I even saw like people say like uh, you lost me with like the last expansion, but you got me back with this expansion because it was such a surprise. Yeah, it so, was yeah. it 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 was a very nice experience, I have to say, because as I told you guys, I was just not expecting anything. I was I was to go about my business, play some arena, and then all of a sudden we get a new expansion. That's just absolutely crazy. I haven't yeah. seen any other developer studio doing that ever. And and uh, all the other times they had like a whole partner program with the reveal uh, campaign, but mm. they did not even do that. So even all the Gwent partners were like, whoa, <laughs> nobody, literally nobody expected it except Seed themselves. Uh, I think a couple of players were invited to the internal PTR. Oh. I remember when somebody in chat told me, "Oh, Pumpkin is playing uh, PDR." I was like, "There is no PDR. What are you? T what are you talking about? Like, I have no notion <laughs> of there being PDR. Like, no way." And apparently, nobody knew about that. Even even many um, Twitch partners like Crozer did not know about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah, I'd be interested to see if they do it again, though. I think I'd be surprised if they go down that route for another expansion launch or for another big reveal. We'll see. Depends on how they feel it went, but oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, they would definitely evaluate this release and, and, and compare yeah. it to the previous expansions. But we are a couple of months away from another expansion, so instead of talking At about least. what could happen next, we can actually talk about this expansion, which is, in my opinion, pretty damn good. Hmm. I'm not sure yeah. how much you guys played it. Well, a little decent bit. Not decent bit. Not as much not as, as much I wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> Lionheart. Yeah. He looks bad, man. Yeah. yeah, Lionheart willing to play and not being able to play. <laughs> can you imagine? I want more Gwent than I can consume. What is happening? 
I mean, you can just play at work like you did last time. Exactly. Oh, yeah, with the boss. You know, maybe you can yeah. exchange ideas and, and yeah. uh, prep a little bit, work on a I'm deck. I'm charging for Gwent coaching. Like, no, seriously. Actually, recently I saw a streamer who I saw for the first time, and he, he had uh, somewhere in his panels, like, the, the, the first the first panel was like, I, I coach people with Gwent. I was like, what? Oh, really? I've, I've never seen you. I, I don't know who you are. You are not part of any <laughs> team, and you are coaching people to play Gwent? That felt like a yeah. scam. Free coaching yeah, lessons. Like, no, yeah, it was not that's free. That's it was like oh, it was not free. Fifteen dollars an hour. <laughs> what? I mean, maybe he's just not a content creator, and he decides yeah, maybe he's just, yeah. to, to make sure people find him, so he can get coaching lessons for money. Yeah, maybe. maybe. But uh, guys, back to the expansion. What have you? <laughs> what have you been playing? What kind of decks have you been trying? What kind of cards did you include in your decks? Because I can imagine you played mostly the new stuff. Matahari. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck <Awesome>. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like auto include, right? In most decks, almost, yeah, pretty almost, much. Yeah. Like there is, there is essentially no reason not to play her. Yeah. yeah. Just... The only only deck I haven't seen that card in is Squirtle, which makes a bit of sense. I think yeah, if you are thinning sense. a lot on your own, you don't need it. So I I, I guess yeah. some Novgaard decks won't need it because. Uh, you can you can just um, do uh, something similar to the old hyperthin and you just don't need her because you thin enough. Pretty yeah, much. pretty much. But, but the yeah, other decks, did. it's almost yeah. auto include. Yeah. She does add a lot of consistency, especially yeah, with like, very high proficient right? cards. You always just draw your best card. That's really cool. Um, yeah, we like Villa and I. We played the uh, Northern Realms against Maneuver Shoop. Uh, Rudea, Rudea deck. We yeah. also added with, Mata, with Mata of Mata the, um, Ophiri merchants. Yeah, uh, Duli, or what's what's the guy called? Duli and Runeride? Dula, Dula. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, we, we had some really great success with that deck. I, I really love that deck, personally. Yeah, it is, it is really good, actually. Rudea, Rudea is so good on the melee row when you spawn the faction um, stratagem and you play it on uh, Prince Ansys. Mm-hmm. Mm. You just destroy a really big unit. We played against Macbeard twice, and we beat him twice. And uh, we got rid of like one of his biggest units. Without... Yeah, but I would like to um, circle back to Madahari, because um, there's an interesting thing that I found on the card, and I, I think people were so astonished by the skill, they or, or certain parts of the art, they didn't notice a, a, sim a, a simple hint that CDPR left in there. And that's that's Madahari actually spying in this card. That's something I I found out the, not too long ago, and I was like, oh wow, they actually did that. Because uh, guys in chat, if you are not aware, um, this card is based on a real life character um, nicknamed Madahari, and she was a an exotic dancer and a spy for the German Empire during uh, World War One. So you can actually see in this art that um, she is trying to slip a piece of paper under her left bracelet. So mm -hmm. she's she's probably uh, passing some crucial information to whoever she's working for. But yeah, I, I called this card uh, Mada Better Hotfixie and uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> what? Yeah, Mada Better Hotfixie. And it was not hotfixed. Because I think that this card um, is gonna be very frustrating to see if you are not playing it and your opponent is. Especially if they play it late. Uh, I think the disparity between the points your opponent is going to get and you are going to get is gonna be massive. Because possibly what can you get in the last few turns of the game 
if your opponent plays Madahari, you're gonna get an engine most likely, like something something with, that is for provisions, and that's like four points mostly, and you're not gonna have the time to develop it, and your opponent mm -hmm. can get essentially anything. It could be a ten power unit, it could be a fifteen power unit, it could be a it could be oak, for for what you know, or Morgvark. It could be anything. Could be anything. Yeah. And that anything usually would be a lot of points. Especially if you mulligan well. Yeah, for, for sure. But I mean, there was yeah. like a huge discussion on Twitter about that card with a lot mm -hmm. of content creators and like uh, pro players. But um, I think most of the people are fine with the card. Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I, I it think it's a little bit too cheap or overstated. I think they should either bump the provisions or uh, lower her power a little bit. Mm. Plus, the, the one thing that I don't like is she incentivizes mill, and that's not the archetype I want to see ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm with you on that one. I, I'm very anti-mill. I am with you there. I mean, yeah, I could... I, I don't think mill's gonna be viable because of this card, but... It's, yeah. it's never gonna be viable because it doesn't have points and and um, the last few expansions we've actually seen and um a crippling uh power creep like it's 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 getting there it's like every expansion every content update like there's more more and more power creep and you can see that on on the example of bar guests right because i think that's one thing that people also discussed quite a lot is bar you have you have bar guest, which is a new card and it's um Five for five, deploy, consume an allied unit, and order dominance, consume an allied unit. And nothing wrong with this card, except if you compare it to, um, to the Harpy, <laughs> which is five for five, consume an allied unit, and it doesn't have an order effect. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, they just printed the better card so people can play it. Pretty much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, rather than just changing Harpy, they've just added a I new mean, card they, that's they should, buff Harpy. They should really look at some of the old cards um, mm. to make them uh, at the same power, the same power level as uh, the new cards. I think that was the point with the promise they made back in September. That was early. That was actually yeah, July, more, yeah, I think, longer, yeah. when Novigrad the expansion dropped. They said they're going to rework bronzes. To be on the same power level as the bronzes uh, in in Syndicate and Skellige, and it happened to a certain degree, but not everywhere. I think that some factions yeah. got more reworks than others. So hopefully, um, the next few patches we're gonna see that back. Except uh, when when Slama said um, during the roadmap stream, "Oh yeah, we are gonna uh, drop a new patch this this Tuesday, and it's gonna." significantly reshape the meta. Uh, th this is what I was expecting. I was ex expecting some reworks. Some older cards that, that don't get the yeah. love and that don't see any playtime. And instead, we just got a new expansion. Yeah, and a really, really small, really small hotfix. Mm. Oh yeah, the hotfix. But to be honest, is there that many things that should be hotfixed? I mean, if you buff like Crown Mother, I feel like you need to buff like the Flying Radiant as well. To mm. make it the same power level, like Roach is a neutral, so Roach should be should be the yeah, same. But yeah, I feel like they could, they should just buff other cards too. Like if you're at it, just do it. Yeah, but Crow Mother is actually in a good spot. So yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, except Crow really except good, I think yeah, it might be easier to to get the ship out. 
in Crow Mother. On the, but on the other, uh, well, you need to play an alchemy card. Yeah, right. You have yeah, a bunch of alchemy I, cards. Yeah, now. yeah. I, I think yeah, I'm gonna retract not. that statement. I think it's easier to you to play an alchemy card than to get nine coins. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's why I tweeted about it and like talking about it now. Like I feel like you should if if you're buffing some cards that are that you can compare with other cards, then you should definitely buff the other cards too. Mm-hmm. Um, so and speaking what... speaking of tweeting and and um, there being some shady business in the new expansion, I've seen a lot of people uh, tweeting about uh, the new raids card cards actually because there's two of them. And um... I, I I saw Red Rain um, having to say something about that. I saw Panda having to say uh, something about that. It is pretty annoying to play against because this can be absolutely abused. Oh, wow, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the rates can be quite problematic, aren't they? You can just fill your opponent's row, right? Yeah, uh, I think the screenshot that Red Rain posted on the TRS Discord was he was four or five uh, turns into a long round three, and his side his side of the board was already full with rats. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I know Bane. Bane has been playing that deck a lot. And he's been making a lot of memes out of it, like... <laughs> I, here are some rats, and here are some rats, and I give you some rats. And then he plays Lambert. <laughs> and then he plays Lambert to kill the rats. <laughs> but he's doing it in like a meme friendly way, but there are some people that are just not playing be- uh, Lambert at all, I think. Just... Yeah, I think I think it's the same kind of people um, who also play Enslave on the, day, on, on the, on the patch day. <laughs> like, yeah, we have all these new cards, all these synergies, let's play Enslave. Yeah, but it's interesting how always with every new expansion there is some degenerate strategy release. Yeah. Before it was no unit decks, now you have the rats uh, abuse uh, strategy. It's interesting. As weird as it is, I, I I don't mind it. I like that these quirky things. They're not necessarily going to win you every game. They're not going to work. You're not going to climb well with it. It's frustrating as hell to play against, but at least it's new. Even if it's not intentional, it gets changed. At least people are trying new things. At least oh, yeah. there are new options in Gwent to mess around. Not just ladder. Yeah, and speaking no. of new things, scenarios. I absolutely yeah. absolutely love them. They are amazing. This is they my favorite really addition cool. of the game. Yeah, they are really cool. And uh, I know of at least two factions that can cycle uh, through the entire scenario in a single turn. Mm. That's Kelligan Nilfgaard. Oh, yeah. That's really impressive. You have to build around it a little bit, but it's really impressive if you can. Yes, Kelligan isn't really that hard. No. If you play second wind, it's actually pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. like Villa and I, we played against um, called the Harmony Shoop. And yeah, they they, they triggered it in one turn, and he had like a bunch of those. Um, it's crazy. What are those else called? That the dice. The dice. The dead eyes. And then they played the uh, the the power gold card with. Uh, Vernusil. Vernusil, and then we just got destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Fain Death is probably one of my favorite arts, actually. Just just on a side it's note. It's really good. Oh, really the premium good. for that's fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah. It really is. No, it's, it's nice to see a whole new mechanic. It's something else we need to build around. I'm glad that they're classed as artifacts rather than their own entirely separate thing. Because um, I, I really enjoy them. I think they're great and I'd like to see so more of them. To be honest, they might want to change that at some point. So either you uh, limit uh, artifact, artifact removal or or you make uh, scenarios a separate 
uh, separate if you, type if of you card. Make them separate, you're you're admitting mm. to the death of artifacts effectively. I get that a four point removal, like what well, four or five provision removal, getting rid of your fourteen provision card is a problem, but risk reward. That card nine times out of ten is ridiculous. You can cycle through the whole thing in one turn. You're guaranteed in you all cases, but in some cases, and you have yeah. to build your deck around it. And at yeah. least in case Why of no guard, you actually need to uh, mulligan and, and thin properly. So like you have to sacrifice yeah. a, a lot of power to just make sure that you you mm. get the cards that you need. Oh yeah, definitely. But the value of them is pretty good. I'd be interested to see if they put non-gold scenarios that are perhaps less effective later down the line and we get more of them if it seems to go across well yeah we for example scenarios that would only include uh sure. one one chapter for instance mm. and and maybe uh. instead of instead of um, playing a specific card maybe inserting a specific effect like you know if you bleed your enemy or if you poison your enemy or if you lock your enemy something yeah. like that trigger if yeah trigger yeah. if yeah exactly mm. But overall, I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan of these cards. Yeah. I don't I don't think they'll ever go shorter chapter-wise. I think I like that there's, they're like three-stage effects. It adds something else. Um, and um, I think we'll actually see them potentially having like uh, arena-only versions where it's three, four, five like chapters maybe later down the line. I can see them doing something like that, really quirky stuff, rather than leaders, mm -hmm. maybe having scenarios instead. Oh, yeah. As the, uh, in arena maybe, that kind of thing, something designed for that because there's so much potential for these yeah but i don't think you want to print too much of them though no no, you can no, just, no you can just drop them then you get more like these no unit kind of uh, yeah attacks. exactly yeah. and yeah. I, yeah. I think there is already enough decks that uh play very few units mm. yeah. which, is, which is kind of weird because yeah. i i feel like the meta could potentially be either no units or swarm like you see a lot of swarm decks these days and that's 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 another point i would like to talk about but to just stay within the scope of artifacts. I think there's a lot of work that went into those cards because mm. they feel balanced. I, I, I think the, the triggers are fair. They don't feel broken. And if you if you even look at the art, there's they just went so much effort into making these cards really stand out. I mean, they had to come with, with a big surprise, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they definitely. had to go with the blast. <laughs> oh yeah, and 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 one th when it comes to art, one thing that I notice is um the cards that is now on the screen, the Pass Flora, uh, the mm. illustration was made by Astor Alexander, and if you don't know the guy, he actually did a lot of fan art for The Witcher Three. So it's another oh, great oh. example of CDPR hiring somebody from the player community. That's pretty cool. I did not know that. No, I did not. Yeah, but it's 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 really nice that they did that. And I mean, to be honest, they, we we've already used that card to, to, for for uh, for some meme potential. It's it's absolutely lovely. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you could you could find it in our Discord. <laughs> oh yeah, you can find our Discord, and I think we're gonna cycle back to this card towards the end of the podcast to explain what we mean by uh... by the memes. <laughs> okay, guys, swarm. That th there is a lot of swarm decks. Yeah, we we tried. Uh... We tried Skellige Swarm. Yep. And we got we, we got destroyed though because if there is a lot of removal, you are gonna struggle. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Harmony just outpoints you. Doesn't yeah, Harmony outpoints you as well. Like we had a long round against Harmony. They yeah, I feel change. like these days going a long round against anything Scratto is just a misplay. 
yeah, yeah instant loss. You pretty much yeah. have to bleed them all. But... Because what are you gonna run uh run into um when you are playing against Koya? You Harmony? You have hmm. the Elf Swarm. It seems pretty okay. I'm I'm it doesn't seem overpowered, it doesn't seem too strong. It just seems okay. You have the dwarf swarm, but still pretty much viable. So that's mm -hmm. already three decent decks, and they are all swarm based because harmony is kind of swarmy. Like you have mm -hmm. the swarm, you you want to set up your oak. Yeah, with the flight flings, you mean? Yeah, like yeah, you know, mystic yeah, yeah. echo. So you, you like if if you are lucky, you can put four cards on on the board in one in one move. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it is swarming in its nature, and yes, Kelliga swarm is there as well with with the crows. Yeah, yeah. And you have, of course, uh, with monsters, you can uh, spawn a bunch of rats on your own yeah. side of the board, and then yeah, yeah more wood, yeah, more wood, or glusty, or glusty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, whatever is better. Actually, the the rats strategy with glusty is is pretty damn strong. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, like because. Back in the day, Glusty was really good with the uh, Arax Queen, the mm -hmm. ability, the Swarm ability, and then they, they nerfed that ability, and now they printed some cards that actually benefit Glusty again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you see that a lot. You see some nerfs or some cards that don't really make much sense when they are printed or reworked, and then a couple of expansions later, they, they print more cards, and all, all, all of a sudden, everything um, comes together. Yeah. I think yeah. I think we can um, we can call poison that. Like, they've got had a couple of poison options that were there for no reason at all. Like they were not part of any kind of archetype. We had the rod tosser and fangs of the empire, and and people were just wondering why are these cards even here? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of it. All, all, all of a sudden, you get an expansion that that really brings uh, a poison to the level of an archetype. Yeah. And I suppose you can't release everything in one go, right? So it's while we sort of complain that they were random cards, the fact that they are always working in the background to make them viable gives me hope for future archetypes that are perhaps a little underpowered. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, they are looking at this, but if you drop everything in one go, naturally some things just won't see play. So it's good that they're giving us this in like stages almost. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. And one thing that I noticed is um, we got, we all know how prevalent uh, the defenders were uh, the last couple of uh, patches. Oh. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen a single defender this week. Not a one. Not many, at least. Yeah. No, no. Northern realms. I've seen a few, but not yeah. other than that. Wait, I mean, really? Northern realms? Hard. And yeah. then there's just when you when those defenders already got hit pretty hard, and there's just other new, more exciting and better options. It oh yeah, feels like defenders are pretty much again pointless at this point. Yeah, but yeah. you want to play value cards, right? So yeah. Defenders are no longer that much failure anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Plus, plus you have cards like Vincent, Joseph and Morlehem that straight yeah. up removes oh, defenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, yeah. That's really what a great card. card. So, so yeah, if yeah, you play, so... let's say Nilfgaard versus Nilfgaard, this guy is what? He's thirteen points because he just removes yeah, seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. seven uh, I mean, power body. They did not change the NG uh, defender, right? That's still really good. Yeah, and they didn't change the uh, monster defender. I think the cave oh, yeah. was what it was. That's still yeah. right. Then. But the, 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 the defenders that they nerfed, you don't see them that much anymore. But yeah. that's usually the case when you nerf, when cards get nerfed. Yeah. People are a little bit anxious about playing them. And, you know, defenders are not uh, particularly cheap. They are nine, uh, nine provisions, I think. 
yeah, now with yeah. the scenarios and 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 cards like Mada, you are really gonna struggle to find enough provisions. And of course, mm -hmm. we we can't forget about the engines being more expensive. Yeah, that's true. The portal, well, the death of portal. Oh yeah, yeah. They did nerf a lot of four proficient cards to five proficient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so essentially, essentially all portable, almost all portable engines are now five provisions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I think was a good call because, you know, one of the first episodes, uh, I specifically complained about uh, portal being very, being very, very prevalent. And they kind of did that in two steps. First, they increased the provision cost of, of portal to see if it changes, uh, uh, you know, the prevalence of the card. And then they changed the engines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good approach, though. Plus, yeah. with with uh, defenders being around, some engines got really insane value. Yeah, definitely, it was very difficult to deal with. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, example, it, it, it like... seems it seems fair. Yeah, Villa, go on. Yeah, for example, if you played uh, Javed and Bottle with Seductress, that was almost impossible to be. Yeah, that was essentially game over. Example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that was really nuts. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's actually pretty nice how they went about it because they could have hotfixed uh, the defenders, they could have nerfed them uh, the last patch. They didn't, they just wanted to wait and see how things develop and and now you got them uh, not really that much nerfed. It's just the meta moved to, to another place. Yeah. Shifted. And... Yeah, exactly. The cards are still... Although, if, if anything, now I'd say Portal at 13 provisions is a never play rather than a sometimes play. I actually think it'll go the other way and it'll get a provision nerf because it's pointless in anything but, what, bleed? At this point, you wouldn't include it. Well, I mean, Portal is still pretty good in Armada. There are some four provision cards you oh, yeah. can pull out. Yeah, Marlowe's just for an instant point drop. Example. Yeah, because when he nines. Yeah, you can still get out some value out of Portal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, to be honest, I've seen a so lot much. of Pinter. Like it's still like more than viable. It's still out there. <laughs> yeah, Pinter is like maybe the second best uh, leader ability after Mystic Echo. Yeah. Right now. I haven't seen Wildcard, to be honest. We tried it a little bit, Villa and I, but... Yeah. I mean, it still seems decent, but definitely gets out. Yeah. To be honest, it, when it comes to Syndicate, uh, you know, the faction is very complex. I, I feel like... The reason why there is not so many syndicate decks yet is it just takes more time to fine-tune them. Yeah, I, I think the new cards they've dropped as well, if you look at their, um, like the Passiflora and the Peaches, it's Horde-based, oh, so you're not going to see as much uh, play from Wildcard initially because people want to try mm -hmm. the new cards, so you're going to see more Jackpot decks for the Horde abilities and things like that, Yeah, I would say. So we're going to see more Jackpot initially when yeah. people decide whether it's actually worth the trade-up to get rid of wildcard then we'll see if wildcard comes back but for now I, i've only come up against jackpot because the cards are all designed for coin spam the mm -hmm. new ones anyway oh, yeah. mm -hmm. i think they were trying to make other viable leader yeah, abilities in syndicate because yeah. they weren't there was one it was wildcard and that was it so i think the cards they've put in to almost not be wildcard is quite a good idea so we get more play out of syndicate rather than a single leader you know, it's mm -hmm. not only about the leader ability. I think it's also about mm -hmm. um, different different playstyle because yeah, uh, when it comes to syndicate, you always had one playstyle that was more prevalent than the others. For example, first we had bounty that was just played in every single uh, syndicate deck, and then we had the wildcard shenanigans, and and now 
people are trying out Horde. You know, I think it take, just takes a lot of time uh, for, for people to get used to Syndicate and, and figure it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah perhaps. Into syndicate deck, so. But yeah, people are trying hard. That's, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just not that obvious. It's not like, you know, you have uh, NR and they got all the Siege cards. So you're like, okay, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna play Siege Engines. It's it's very obvious that you are gonna try it out, or or mm -hmm. you have the uh, Dead Eye spam in, in Squatel. It's just you just look at the cards, mm -hmm. and the synergies were right there. Mm, exactly. Yeah. And here it requires some more thinking, and then uh, also Syndicate has more cards than any other faction. So I guess that that, that could be a problem as well. There's just more oh, options for. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. They got, I, I did like uh, some of the cards that they got. Uh, for instance? Um, uh, with the seven Proficient uh, guy, what's he called? Oh, Ludovicus. Is he called like, no, it's not the Gnome, it's the guy that has Horde. Oh, uh, Saul. Um, yeah, Saul. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the guy called Saul. Saul. Yeah. Saul. yeah. <laughs> that no, guy, he's, he's pretty, pretty Saul. cool. Yeah, Saul. Better Saul. call Saul? Yeah. yeah. Saul. Uh, sold the number. Yeah, like yeah. No, 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 no. This what? guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This there one. Yeah, yeah. Sold the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting, I, I, interesting card. It's a really interesting card, especially for jackpot with like Bincy and like Sea Jackals and stuff. Although yeah. Sea Jackals, you want to spend the coins, so you you wait with Sea Jackal right? I guess as last play or something, and then you play this guy first. Yeah, it's an engine, right? It's an engine. Like, uh, it's. I, I try. I, I like the card, but then you need to be careful with when do you decide to spend your coins. Yeah. Because you also want to generate points on Vinci if you play them both. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. But I do like a card like this. It's really cool. Cool yeah, engine. It's, it's, it it uh, motivates people to try out different different things in Syndicate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else? Um, yeah, what 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 new cards uh, do we get that are very very interesting? Other than the scenarios, we got the strategy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the strategy. We haven't talked about it. Twelve yeah. new stratagems, right? Twelve. Okay. Um, oh yeah, we could just do it like this. Hello, all cards, stratagems, unowned, owned. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they have the tag or anything, or do they? No, they are a separate category, so you can find them like that. You have stratagem here. Yeah. Ah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was wondering, in most cases, there is no reason to play tactical advantage at all. You can just yeah, play the magic are, uh, lamp. Yeah, magic lamp. People are playing yeah, magic lamp. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's very few instances in which boosting your card by five is going to be um, the right play. Yeah. Yeah, because she also playing total removal most of the time. Oh yeah. So it's with them, it's just another body. Yes. Yeah, I think this is this is the kind of card that we are gonna see more and more in the future. Just more and more shadow gems to uh, incentivize people to play other archetypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like the idea of them printing those kind of cards. And nobody the thing is like People are always complaining about like coin flip and stuff, like blue coin or red coin, what is better. And you only have tactical advantage, so, oh, yeah. so it was yeah. still like a big issue sometimes. But now with all these stratagems, 
Yeah. You can decide what your blue coin is. So that's really cool. You cannot really complain about it anymore. Yeah. I do think it's a massive improvement. I think when we used to complain about like blue coin a lot, when they put in tactical advantage, it wasn't perfect, but it felt like it was a lot better than it used to be. And we almost thought, okay, we, they've, they've fixed it. Let's just move on. I never even considered the idea of them customizing it. And I absolutely love it. I think the changes yeah. that it makes or the changes it opens up are huge. And it's just something that I hadn't even considered. I was just like, yeah, we don't have to worry about coin flip anymore. Although we'd almost got to the point where, but well, last meta at least, it felt like it was better to go first, not second. So I think having the variety in this will be interesting to see how that balances up now. Yeah, it feels uh, like a natural development. Yeah. You made that first step with tactical advantage and then over time you got more and more ideas, but it's not the kind of card that you can just release one off. Right, you need to release a whole bunch of them so that nobody feels, let's say, discriminated yeah. in a way that okay, this faction ha has like three or four, and we have one. Yeah. So that's why it, it required, I think, more time to just get them out there. But mm -hmm. they are, they yeah. are really cool. I, I, I like the the synergies that they offer, and once again, the art for for these cards is absolutely Oof. amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Especially, especially this Koyate one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. And there's, there's, like, if you look at the saber, it's not only that, it's the saber, you have the portal, and there's something there on the other side of the portal. It looks like a monument. Hmm. Like a statue of some sort. I don't know. Yeah, it's something. It's a person, maybe. I don't know. No, yeah, it's, it's, it looks like it's made out of stone. So I think there might be an Easter egg. And speaking of which, we absolutely have to talk about the Easter eggs, this expansion. There oh is, yeah, there, there is some of them. Yeah, there are quite a few. Like we, we uh, already talked about one and the um, uh, Madahari with the, the piece of paper, mm -hmm. and um, Syndicate, right? The townsfolk. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, no, no, I, I was talking about another one actually. Yeah, but it 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 features townsfolk. It was. Uh, oh, Show it, me. I'm 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 trying to figure out which card it was. <laughs> Do you guys remember uh, what card was called? Was it the Gno? No, but there is also there is also um, when it comes to the the, the the gnome, you can see that this tiger's eye, which then by the way the name once again the name is um, an Easter egg of its own. Eye of the tiger, tiger's eye. Like there, there is there is some something there's something going on. Mm. And if you look at the gnome, um, you can see that diamond in his card. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the one that I was talking about. But is that the one with the townsfolk? No, um, uh, the one with Townsfolk was, it was some Ophiri guy. Uh, oh god, maybe somebody in chat knows, like guys, can you please monitor chat? I think somebody in chat knows which card it was, it was a gold, mm. gold Ophiri something something. Well, they're talking about the bloody good uh, Easter egg. Which is also really cool, like it maybe tells you a story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know. I, oh, I, I, neutral or Viri Merchant—that's the one you're talking about. Is, 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 is oh, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. It's is the, the card called just Ophiri neutral, Merchant? right? It's a neutral, I think. More mm. proficient neutral. Oh yeah, thank you, chat. Yeah, that's it. That's Ophiri Merchant. You can see the townsfolk yeah, 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 yeah. in the background, which is very oh, nice. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I, I did not even know about that one. No, I and it's, it's especially cool that you know normally you see that when they uh, uh, print uh, all these cards at, at the same mo at the same time, like mm -hmm. Kira and Lambert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in this case, yeah. it was a couple of expansions later. 
That's so cool. Oh yeah, and obviously we have. I think that's my favorite. It's not really an Easter egg, but I, the, these two guys are lovely. So you have you have um, Dula Hamani, and you know he's training with Geralt. And yeah. You can see some guy working on a sword in background, and then um, you have the room right, and you see exactly the same scene, exact except from the from a different perspective. So now you have the room right working on the sword, and you see Dula and Geralt trading in the background. This is really yeah. nice. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. I also love playing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot of oh, fun. Yeah. It's it's just another two oh, cards that uh, that that incentivize people to play shop. Yeah, the chat's just mentioned in the Fury Merchant. You can actually see the lamp of gin at the bottom as well. What? Look, what? If you look, the lamp of gin is actually sat at the bottom underneath the merchant. It's one of the things that he's selling. It reminds me of the um, oh the yeah, it is beginning of Aladdin. Good eye, chat. Oh yeah, it's 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 uh, amazing how how they do it. Yeah, I'm actually oh, wow. I'm actually wondering if that's the same artist. So this is. I mean, that would make that would be really cool actually if it was the same artist. No, it's not. No, it's a different ah. artist. So they just mm-hmm. talked about it. It's yeah, I guess, I guess, um, I guess what CDPR did is they sent this card, they sent Townsfolk to the artist, and they said, okay, these two people have to be featured in the new card. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, e- Easter eggs are strong this expansion. There's a couple of them. Like, I really like them. Yeah, really love them. Really love them. Yeah, I haven't, I hadn't even noticed them really that much before we even went to this. Yeah, and how do you guys feel about the overall theme of the expansion? Because we have um, a few cards that are, I would say, spread across the board. Because An- Anar got some, which doesn't really make much sense lore-wise. <laughs> uh, I think I think uh, there is a couple of neutrals. Syndicate got some. Yeah, uh, Syndicate some got some. Well. Like, like that's what they said, right? Ophiri merchants um, got infested in Novigrad. Yeah, that that makes sense actually. But that makes sense. Yeah, but... and, and our cards. That that's kind. Of, that's uh, I was I was talking to Brazer and he just calls in our uh, the neighbors of Nilfgaard <laughs> because that's how it seems. Because uh, if you guys, if you are in chat and if you are unaware, in the Witcher lore, uh, Ophir is actually um, a country. It's it's a land south of Nilfgaard that doesn't interact with the north. They do a lot of trading and and, and, and diplomatic missions with Nilfgaard. But they don't interact with uh, the Northern Realms, so they are not in the north. They are south of Nilfgaard, and nobody really knows why they are in Nenar. It kind of seems awkward. Even even if the, those were just some Ophiri merchant uh, uh, mercenaries, they would have to travel through Nilfgaard or around Nilfgaard to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not as lore friendly, but it's definitely a really cool uh, yeah. concept. Yeah. yeah, and, and uh, we we have we have some of of these concepts, like why like the vampires in Novgorod. Yeah, like, it does it doesn't make sense. What's the thing with that? Like, yeah, uh, like why? When yeah. they talked about vampires on the uh, the, the death stream, I was like, oh, vampires for monsters, but <laughs> yeah, apparently not. They happen to be in NG. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's Lionheart's boss who has something to say about the vampires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, As always. Yeah, like personally, what I think would be a much better option is if they just went with the old with the old uh, assassination theme. Like you know, in in the world of aristocr- aristocracy, 
like the all the nobles were always killing them, killing each other for you know to gain more political power and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. like poisoning your political opponent or or or. Or, or stabbing him, that would make more sense than the whole vampire thing. But the cards are amazing, that just the theme kind of feels awkward. But speaking speaking of um, Easter eggs and, and themes, guys, I know I was talking about it on my own stream, but doesn't the Philippe look like Bebo? Yes. I saw a tweet about this, it really does. It really does. And. There's one more card that looks like two people from the Gwen community. Uh, so yeah, I think Phil uh, Philip uh, looks like Bebo, and I actually call him Bebo now. <laughs> Bebo, Bebo from more like. And this this guy kind of looks like another streamer that we were very fond of back in the day. You know, Which with the one? hairstyle and and the mustache. Doesn't he kind of look like? Oh, Bebo? like kind of like Repelmer. Yeah, right? he looks like a Repelmer a little bit. Oh yeah, and yeah, I was talking about the the neutral that gives poison and has order and gives poison again. Um. Oh god, I forgot his name. Uh, but we could just do poison, I think, and find that. Yeah. One. Not, not poison, poison. Uh. Oh yeah, it's morale. Let oh. me see. I have to wait for the play. Yes, that guy. It looks like Dogma on the left that I met last weekend. And on the right, it looks like Gnurgard. I have no idea how these guys look like. Ah, you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to look them up on Twitter uh, later. But yeah, they, they definitely look like them. Yeah, Even Malijin pointed it out. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's amazing art, nonetheless. Nonetheless. And yeah. to be honest, we see a lot of new artists. Like, if I look at what? this, you know, uh, like this guy, Carl Bem, I don't think he designed any other cards. Or like any cards previous to this expansion. Oh, yeah. And the same goes for Astor Alexander. I think that's the first expansion he's been working with uh, CDPR on. So there's new artists, a lot of them. And they are making great cards. Yeah, they are. I mean, they, they, they've, they maybe they have been uh, uh, working for CDPR for a long time. but Oh, yeah, well, we didn't know like, that. Cards, and we didn't know, and like... They finally get their cards released. Yeah, so uh, now that we are here, now that we are talking about art and cards and stuff like that, is what is your favorite card of this expansion? <laughs> Matsuri. <laughs> Fucking DJ, mate. <laughs> hey, no swing. We have a kid on the on the podcast. Remember? <laughs> kid friendly podcast, please. Villa, close your ears. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see I can see why uh, Madaveder Hot Fixie is your favorite card. I mean, she's she she was my, the 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 character she's based on was born in my hometown, so that's why oh, yeah. I'm favored. So yeah, it makes sense. Like the ability is great, and lore wise, it's very it's a very flavorful card. Mm -hmm, Villa, yeah. your favorite card of this expansion? Uh, right there, yeah. I, I like the fact that we have another kind of god that rewards you. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fa I love the fact that it spawns the stratagems. I I simply like this god a lot. These shoop fanboys. <laughs> like why am, why am I even working with you guys? Um, chat uh, chat uh, for the season two will have two openings when it comes to co-hosting the podcast. You can apply by just sending a message to me. <laughs> 
we will we will just uh you know leave ourselves out yeah. <laughs> okay lionheart it's your turn now please please let it be a decent card i was actually gonna say radea <laughs> <laughs> guys, I um, adore that card. I, I love it. Guys, um, yeah, it's really, really cool. Do. Yeah, yeah. So, the Merchants of Novigrad, only you standing. Aside from, I do love Vincent just because of how quickly he's destroyed defenders. But I, I am a massive shoot fan. It's hard, you know. It's got to be to make yeah. him viable again. I, I love so probably. Sometimes I wish I had my soundboard on this podcast. <laughs> uh. Uh, but is it is it both the art yours? and and um, and the ability, or is it only the ability you guys are talking about when when uh, when, when picking a favorite card? I would say. I mean, for Matahuri, I definitely lore like the the lore uh, behind it and like the card art hmm. and ability. So from this time, it's actually the whole package, but usually it's art. I think. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to go yeah. with a different card because you guys are talking about golds that see a lot of play. I'm going to go with a card that hasn't seen any play, I think. I think Van Morhem Servant is my favorite art. Because uh, some of you might know, but I'm really into history and, and history of art as well. And this is this just looks like a painting oh. from the 1600s. Mm. The art is oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah, it, really it, it, nice. it looks like Vermeer or Caravaggio could have painted it. I don't know anything about art. I have no shame. Yeah, I, I got that notion. Yeah. <laughs> I do like it, yeah. No, it is nice. And of course, I wouldn't... I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to mention two cards, and I wouldn't be myself if, you know, we we didn't mention <laughs> this kind of card. I, I, I like Passive Pitches. That's a very, very tasty card. Uh, no, that's also really good, though. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lionheart cannot say anything more because the meme is gonna float on top of the chat. Lionheart saying nothing. Lionheart is remaining quiet as ever. Yeah, actually, actually, I think towards the end of the chat, we could at the end of the podcast, we could uh, we could drop some some more info about the memes coming. Sure. In that regard, uh, yeah, yes, Lionheart yeah, yeah. doesn't seem too thrilled, but we are. Yeah, how how I end up in so many of these memes is beyond me. And don't answer. It was rhetorical. Oh dear. Oh god, we we even got some copy, copy pasta, I think, in in chat. Yeah, wow. we do. And that's what not Aitori. It's not Aitori. <laughs> it's not. Oh wow. Okay, guys, back to the serious discussion. Um. Fewer, more spread out expansions. That's what they announced during the roadmap. Because I think it's like, we talk a lot about we talk a lot about about the expansion. Sorry, guys, I have a tough morning, uh, and uh, you know we talk about the art, we talk about the mechanics, uh, how they drop the expansion, how cool all all of it is. But we actually also got a roadmap, the official roadmap for 2020. First impressions, yeah, guys. We did, we did. I mean, first impression, season two. Mm -hmm. uh, let's leave out season two for the next segment, uh, but okay. just overall, overall their approach to expansions and, 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 and patches, because they said they, um, right now we have a three month development schedule, which means an expansion every three months, and they said they wanted to be a little bit more spread out, so I, I don't think they gave us any concrete information about how many expansions is going to be, no. it could be two, it could be three. 
Yeah, I feel like they're gonna do every four months. So just a couple. But the thing is, <clears throat> for me personally, sometimes uh, when the expansion hits, there's a lot of hype, people are playing for a couple months, and then after a couple months, it, the meta is kind of getting still. So when they decide to bring out lesser expansions, I really hope that the patches in between would be really good for the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I definitely need to see some more reworks. Yeah, exactly. Like, otherwise, um, yeah. I don't think people... Yeah. I mean, yeah. Unless we get some more progression that isn't just exclusively climbing the ladder to get to pro rank for the sake of pro rank, yeah, that, yeah. less frequent expansions will mean less play, so I'll be interested to see what their intention is in between. Oh, I yeah. think we may end up actually on a, a two-year cycle rather than three in terms of expansions, and I, I don't mind that as long as there's content and enough content to build through that. So if we've got an expansion, there needs to be a plan for every second month of what's going to be part of that expansion that we're going to see or how are they going to shift things. Yeah. Otherwise it will become very stale very quickly. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, the competitive players will just play. But yeah, but you have people... to remember that even though we often talk about the competitive players and, and the competitive scene in general, um, they are a minor uh, fraction of the player base. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you you kind of have to keep the game interesting for everyone, not mm -hmm. only um, the top players who aspire to play in the tournaments. Yeah. So yeah, yeah uh, but personally, personally, I would prefer like more smaller updates the way it was in, in beta. Mm. So you know, every every other month, a couple of cards doesn't need to be an expansion. I think the same effect could be achieved through reworks, especially since there's so many cards from early homecoming that see very little play. Mm -hmm, yeah. But but Possibly. still, I I think I would prefer um, smaller updates uh, in, in rather than huge expansions. Agreed. Yeah, I'd like that too. I think I think actually releasing two expansions a year would be fine if we just get regular updates. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if 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 that's regular, if you know what to expect and when to expect it, yeah. And yeah, I think I think that really was uh, the main problem with the roadmap as well. Not a, a lot of the information, a lot of things that people expected as well, but not many dates. It's, yeah. It is a little vague, isn't it? Although yeah. some of that's like corporate led, some of that's that they can't physically tell us, I guess. But it is very frustrating as a community not to have that information. Even in a less vague way, even if it was a month, it would be better. Yeah, like I mean, you know, like they 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 did gave them gave us a couple days, but yeah, mostly regarding uh, season two. Yeah, like oh, it starts in March or like yeah, uh, yeah right. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah, but like we don't know when the observer uh, mode is uh, the spectator for, uh, mode. The spectator mode. Yeah. For the uh, tournaments and stuff. We don't know. Arena, we don't know. Uh, so yeah, uh, the the website, the auto automated tournaments that they announced. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I, I was talking about that on my own stream, and people, people were saying, oh, it's not really that important, but I think that from uh, the perspective of somebody who wants to organize a tournament, it is I crucial information. Like, yeah, you need like, to know that to because know. Yeah. you want to know when to organize a tournament to have all these um, features that will help mm -hmm. it help you um, help you uh, make it happen. Because yeah. right now it's it's a major pain in the ass to, to get it done. Because only yeah, CDPR so has access to the spectator client. 
yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. I know Bushi, he, he had a lot of uh, struggles, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, organizing yeah. the yeah. tournament. Yeah. And it's, it's weird because you see um, uh, tournaments like... Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, EGC? EGC? Mm -hmm. I, forgot the I forgot the acronym. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty sizable tournament. Um, yeah. The top six, you know, they, they flew all those people to Italy. Uh, it was, you can see all the effort, but still they had to go through that. Let's, let, let me invite you to my friends list and let's play a friendly stuff. That's just, that's just awkward. Yeah. It, it feels more cumbersome than it needs to for something that already exists. It's, you know, and more community tournaments. Once we've got them and the client exists and it's usable, I think we will, the people who don't see the value of it will look back and think, how did we ever exist without this? If that makes sense? Oh, yeah. It will make it be so much more happening, so much more able yeah. to happen without ridiculous amounts of effort from content creators which currently it is, it will still be a lot of work. It's never going to be easy no, to no. set a tournament up, but the base tools being there will make such a difference. I mean, of course, like all, when you are organizing an event, you always have to have the venue and the PCs and you know, proper yeah. connection and all, all that stuff. That makes it very difficult. And just as you said, with, with without any kind of spectator mode and, and, and automated tournaments, it's just even worse. Like You are mm. already going through so much effort to just make it happen, and then you have a pile of, of tech issues that you have to solve in order to exactly. actually let people play. Yeah, that have already been solved. We, you know, we already know it's fixable. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Lethal Damage actually brought up a good point in chat. Uh, the consoles. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. As, as we all know, uh, the, the support for consoles is going to run out. or It has already run out. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think the latest expansion is available. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. But didn't they promise that? I don't remember. No, no. I don't think so, no. I think they pretty much said you can still play it for the next six months. But um, not the newest but, content. Yeah, the newest content won't release. They're, they immediately turned off purchases so that people didn't feel like they'd wasted money and everything's mm. transferable. Imagine yeah. how hard it is for console players. I know that it's only a small mm. fraction of the overall player base. It's less than 4%. Or, and that was before mobile, so it's now less than 1% of players. Yeah, but yeah, still, but if you are if playing on console and... Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. then you get the first blow because you know, oh shit, the game is not going to be supported. And then the second blow is you get, there is a new expansion that you cannot even play. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. almost like salt in the wounds. That's, that's really, that's yeah, really, it's like salt yeah. in the wounds, you exactly. Feel, you, you truly feel left They are just like... rubbing it in. Yeah, yeah. I think it was inevitable though. I think it was going to happen. Like, well, I, th I honestly thought they'd wait for the end of this console cycle because it's only 12 months. So I'm a little surprised they did it so early. Um, but shouldn't, but yeah. shouldn't they have done it like earlier now? Like if they know they were going to drop the expansion so people could actually play the expansion? Like, yeah. I think that's really badly done by CD Projekt Red though. And by the way, I literally just exploded pointing out that um, the consoles mm -hmm. uh, were an equivalent of 4% of income, not 4% yes. of the player base. So it could yeah. actually be more than 4%. It, it could it could be more, yeah. It could be more, but equally it could be less. It's hard to tell. In oh, terms yeah. of new downloads of Gwent onto consoles, it's less than a percentage of 1% of people actually downloading Gwent uh, onto consoles in the last six months. It's, it's like negligible numbers to the point where you, you're not even in four figures. It's terrifying how little it is. 
but it's still it, it, they've still done it a little bit strangely to release the new content at the same time as saying no you can't play it to them i honestly thought they would give it to the remainder of this console cycle because literally it's october this year so but yeah. i guess they're struggling to develop for android and ios and pc and xbox and playstation it's a whole extra dev team that's freed up i guess and a lot of spare cost for yeah, a year. i would say regardless of circumstances it's a very short notice nonetheless yeah it's literally today you know it was what two days oh we're not supporting it by the way have an expansion that you can't play oh yeah that, uh, just, just as, as villa just said you know, solving the wounds yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. You, you are mourning the fact that you are not gonna be able to, to play good on consoles long term speaking mean, and then they just released a new expansion that you cannot play either just get the ios man Oh yeah, just get just, 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 so, get just sell your Xbox and, and boy and, and buy and buy an yeah. iPad or something, yeah. Kappa. Yeah, doing it at the same time as Android release might have felt a little better because oh, yeah. you know at least it's available to almost all mobile devices then. But yeah, it's a big wait if you're a console player. Yeah, and another thing they announced is the Arena rework. I I'm actually surprised it took them this long mm. because Arena was not touched since. Since beta, since it's a release, I would say they they only yeah. change it once when they they allowed you to pick the leader ability uh, in the beginning of the uh, uh, drafting process and not the end. So that's nice, but on the other hand, arena just feels it's so fun to play one once uh, once you get a good deck, but most of the time you just get trash. Yeah, and the, I, these I, cards are completely unsynergized. Yeah. No, I, I break more contracts before I play the first game than I actually play, because there's, by the time you get through, you already know that that deck is not going to get you even a few wins. Oh yeah, it's quite frustrating. Yeah, that's that's what I was always saying when when I played Arena, because I played whatever um, RNG gave me, but most <laughs> of, most of players just just cycle a couple times through the draft to to get a decent ish deck. Yeah, at least playable. Mm -hmm. And another point is you are not yeah. getting dailies. Yeah. No, that is strange. Yeah, as I, as I told you guys before, it makes sense. It made sense in beta when when the daily rewards were just uh, currency, because Arena mm -hmm. is very generous in that regard. But now, yeah, it is, now yeah. the dailies give you reward reward points. They give the keys, so you are missing out. Yeah. Uh, I believe Gravekeeper said something really interesting about Arena. He's like the, the very big Arena player. Um, I cannot really find it at the moment. I think TA published an article on Arena a couple of months back. Hmm. Would it, do you know what it said? Uh, overall, they they called for a rework of Arena, which is going to happen. We don't know exactly what they're going to change. Like they, they said there's going to be Arena-specific leader abilities, which is nice, I guess. Yeah. And that's it. That, that part was very vague. They just said, okay, we want to do it next year, but we don't know when. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, we don't know the scope of the changes. Yeah, exactly. And it's been several months, yeah, since they said that they would rework Arena. Um, and another thing that they didn't narrow down when it comes to uh, the timeline is the Android release. It's still Q1 2020. <laughs> that's that's what ninety days. <laughs> like yeah. it could oh, be wow. it could be an anywhere. It could be. January the 1st, it could be March the 31st. Like, we don't know. <laughs> they, it could actually be even more than that. They didn't specifically state whether it was year or financial year, so it could actually be anywhere in six months. 
Oh, they yeah. didn't specifically state whether it was their financial yeah. Q1. I mean, I expect uh, Android to release soonish. Uh, I, I I think it'll be end of February, early March, personally. Yeah, February. Yeah, yeah I like think that. so as well. I, th- I think, I think, think they could release it around the time yeah. of Masters. Yeah, I think I think they will use the Masters to plug it. I really do. Which makes sense. The but... same way they did with uh, iOS. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm, can see it. But there's there's not even a, a sort of a closed beta but that we're aware of. There might be, for all we know, but they, it doesn't seem like it's got to that stage yet no. of development. So there are working models of it, but it's nothing that's ready to go yet, if that yeah. makes sense. Android's so much harder to develop for than iOS because there's oh, yeah. so many variables in hardware. Yeah. It's 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 difficult, and we had Pavel talking about that on the on the show, and we yeah, we've, we've he, seen he that, that issue being addressed during um during the roadmap video as well. But you know, we we mentioned the masters, so I think it's it's a good moment to actually move towards um the competitive Gwen segment. Yeah, because good. finally, finally, we have a schedule, guys. <laughs> it only took uh, took a long time. Yeah, it took like a year, <laughs> yeah. I would say. Yeah. Or maybe maybe even yeah. more than that. Yeah, exactly. it was a bit longer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think uh, that guys, if you miss the roadmap, we actually have the schedule here for you. It's gonna be on Ooh. the screen uh, during uh, I think for the remainder of the podcast, so you can always have a peek and and see when the events are happening. So the Masters is in March, which is, and, and the first Open is in April. So those two months are gonna be very eventful. But the one thing when it comes to Masters that I was really wondering is, is Life Coach gonna appear? Is is he gonna is he gonna play? Ooh, Life Coach. And, Big question. BJ BJ is in the dark. I have no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I need, I need to, to, to adjust my. Yeah, there he is. I think um, I think March may have been picked on the basis that they will be having that conversation in the background. I know there are players lined up. If I remember, I'm sure they said somewhere they'd got someone lined up if he didn't turn up. But I would say March has been picked so that he can t- so that life coach can arrive. I'm sure they would do everything they can to make sure the eight who should be there are there because it would be better for them, better for Gwent. And obviously, having someone of life coach's status, whether he wants the prize or cares or not will be great for Gwent, so I'm sure they will have bent over backwards to convince him it's a good idea. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be bad publicity if he decides to not go, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I it, care it so little about being in your best tournament. a very negative message to the public. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. They, they, they need him to play. They need him. I'm, I'm curious, and I don't know the answer, and maybe some of the players who've won can tell us. I would be surprised if entry into the tournament doesn't come with a contractual obligation to attend Masters. If you win a tournament, I'd be surprised if it's not contractually written in that you are required to attend. Uh, yeah, that could be the case. So, but I, I mean, I might be wrong, but I'd be very shocked if they didn't. Yeah. So, on the other yeah. hand, I think it was you who said that that um, in in such a long uh, period of time, we are talking about two years, everything could happen. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody could exactly. literally die, and that's exactly what you said. Yes, and it's very true. The length of time they've left it, I'm sure he would have a decent argument not to. But I'm. As always, quietly hopeful that we will get the full lineup and life coach will be one of those. I really hope so. Yeah, I think if he, if he participates, it's going to be good for Gwent. Because even yeah. if he doesn't enjoy the game anymore, even if he doesn't want to play the game anymore, just him being there is yeah. going to uh, somewhat motivate people uh, from his community to give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not the Gwent that he left 
either it's there's a lot of new stuff there's a lot of change it feels better than it did so oh, yeah. i'm sure you know he seems like quite an open-minded really good guy so i'm sure he would at very least give it a go i certainly hope so yeah we can we can actually see that that you know a lot of people who quit gwen at some point are now playing again swim is an example of that yes yeah, i'm not sure yeah. if that's gonna be uh if, that, if that's a long-term commitment but yeah he's playing he's yeah. streaming well, for the last week yeah. solidly you know which is longer than last time so we'll see oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> Which, which always reminds me of that Super JJ situation with Gwen. Uh, yeah, Super JJ. We're playing this more regularly. Also, bye. Yeah, that uh. was that was that was a big oof. And and chat, if you're yeah. not aware, um, I think that was around the time of Crimson Curse, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, uh, Super JJ, who used to be a competitive player for Gwen, he started playing again. And he was playing for a couple of days, and he said, "Oh yeah, I think I'm gonna uh, be playing long term. I'm gonna be playing on a more regular basis." And that was the last time he played Gwent. Yeah, I even asked him on his stream, and he said, "No, I don't think I will ever come back to Gwent." It's a shame. Yeah, yeah. But, but you, you have to understand that if if you are a professional player or even content creator, and the game goes into a six month or ten month limbo, which actually was the the case. Yeah. Like you, you have to find something else to do. Like you cannot stream Gwent and, and hope that everything is gonna be all right. Oh, definitely. You yeah. made the right decision for him, and you, you can't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Who would replace a life coach if he decides to not go? Villa. I, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not sure of the person, but the person with the most ground points, I believe, would be the one. Isn't it uh, Hanachan? I thought it was Hanachan. I think Hanachan's next yeah. uh, in line in that event. I think he's the first alternate. I mean, it would make sense. He also participated in a lot of uh, tournaments already. Yeah, I think he's got the the next highest crown points. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and again, that would be fine. You know, Hanachan's a great player. Would be great for Gwent. You know, though a lot of people will watch because Hanachan's playing. It would just be a shame not to get. Someone with this, the you know, the stature of life coach who's oh, yeah. qualified, you know, the very original, the first, you know, mm-hmm. hosted his own tournaments and stuff, which was so, you know, they were incredible. Such a the, fun time the value of nice. these tournaments, they were all held Ooh. at his own mansion. Yeah. So that oh, that was no. already something, and then he got all the casters and the hosts, just just yeah. doing what they normally do for opens and and, and challengers. That was that was quite yeah. impressive. He definitely set the bar, didn't he? Oh yeah. Gwent and Gwent. We'll have to do yeah. our best, guys. Hey, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Gwent and Gwent. Gwent in Gwent. Actually, actually at, at some point during next season of, of Merchants of Novigrad Weekend, we can ask one of our guests who co- confirmed yesterday that uh, they're going to be on the show if if they're willing to do the hosting <laughs> of the tournament. I, I, I'm sure that will be a yes. I mean, of course. <laughs> uh, is there anything else competitive that we want to discuss? I, I, um, Clay, Claymore is doing their thing, I think. Yeah, they're always doing their thing, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Normally, Not we could the... discuss the prize pool and 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 the, and the format of the tournaments, but we don't actually know anything about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, they, they could they could do it totally different, you know. Mm. Yeah, we just know when the opens are, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. So it's still very starts. vague in that regard. Exactly. Yeah. I'm surprised they've left it as vague as that because it's it's a competitive and we spoke we're encouraging competitive players, but we don't they don't know what they're playing for. So it's not going to necessarily bring as many players back as you'd hope, because it's all well and good competing for a prize, but if you don't know what the prize is, how hard are you going to compete? 
Oh yeah, exactly. And so, like, um, yeah. within, like, let's say my circle of people I know in Gwent, some people waited for the roadmap. They saw what the roadmap had to say about the competitive scene, and they said, "Okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm, it's just not yeah. enough." It's just yeah. I know. Yeah. I know some people that you. Yeah, it's 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 some TRS people as well. Yeah. Okay. Gwent community supports prize pool. Oh yeah, we need to know more about that. Oh yeah, what does that mean? How? <laughs> yeah, we need to more. We really need to know more because. It's a hot topic. I know that some people are like, oh yeah, I'm going to support it. And and that's great, but we actually need to know how it's going to work. Is it? Are they going to reduce the price pool? And are they going to hope that the community is going to bring it back to a respectable uh, level? Or do they keep the same price pool and allow us to just tip something on top? Are we going to get something in return? For example, um, some MTX, some cosmetics? We yeah. don't know anything. Yeah, they're going to use the cosmetics, and everyone who buys this cosmetic, the funding for that goes towards the master's prize pool, maybe, or you know, things like that. That could be a sensible way of doing it, so that mm. I mean, people will buy them anyway, but it supports it. I don't wow. know; it's interesting. Yeah, we just need to know more, really. Maybe crowdfund something like that. Yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's basically what it is, but just asking. Yeah. I think that personally, and maybe I'm in the minority here, but just asking people for money. It's not very professional unless you give something back. Yeah. 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 It doesn't fill me with confidence for the financial standings of the professional scene if they're having to have us pay for it, if that makes sense. Unless it's uh, we're inc- we're making the price pool better by taking this element and allowing the community to be involved in it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's it's all ifs and buts and maybes, isn't it? Right? We don't know. We don't know. If it's a way of topping up the prize pool to be better than last year's, amazing. If it's oh, yeah. we can't afford 10% of it and we're hoping you'll make it a little better, it's a little bit problematic. Yeah. Uh, Shire of Us is asking, do you think tournament mode in Gwent will be ever introduced? Yeah, yeah, that's wor- they're working yeah. on that. We yeah, just but, don't know yeah. when. Yeah. We, we saw some screenshots. Yeah. But guys, I think the discussion has gone um, slightly towards the negative... Um, <laughs> so I think we can move to the next segment, which is gonna be which much is? more, much more positive, and oh. that's gonna be personal and Q and A. That's Q&A that's the time. segment we love. Oh boy, that's the segment we love. Oh. Yeah. We actually have oh, some boy. questions from the community, not that we many. Did, we did get our some. We did get some. Yeah, we, it was nice. yeah. we like and questions. If you have any questions right now, you you're free. Now, you're now free is your time to shine. You can ask us anything. Yeah, anything. Yeah. But, uh... that, that's the point of this episode because um, this episode is was an idea by uh, by Villa. And he did something. He did something. He was not silent. He actually oh. came up with this idea, and we instantly thought it's 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 great. Let's do it. It's a good idea. So well, uh, you know that this, this is a, a little a little uh, ask me anything moment. So please, guys, if you want to ask us anything. We can we can even drop some leaks I think regarding season two of our show, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, as I said, we gathered a couple of questions from the community, and I think I'm gonna start with this one. What's your favorite episode and why? Ooh. Mine mine is the first one just because it's really funny to look at when uh, I disconnect and I'm i'm delayed like five minutes i'm like what the fuck is going on you know? I mean, that's where the meme started right yeah, oh, the, yeah. that's yeah. the co- comedic value on that episode is 
good, I think so. Plus, it, I think it's really good to watch that episode to reflect on everything we did back then because yeah. it only seems like oh, eight episodes. It's not that much, but on the other hand, it yeah, was a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. started, um, I think, uh, September the fourteenth or something like that. So it's been it's been it's been three months, guys. Yeah, and I actually liked that episode. It was fun, yeah, you know, especially that moment good. when Bebo just stood up and left. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that oh. was hilarious. Nobody, nobody knew what he was doing. <laughs> oh yeah, and some episodes just felt really interesting. Um, for example, when we had MacBeard on, and and essentially he took over the show, and I felt more like a guest than a host. <laughs> that, that was great too. That, that was a great He's experience. He, he just run the show. Yeah. yeah, but BJ, your favorite episode, man. Uh, I mean, of course, it's the one and only episode with Pavel Buja. Oh, yeah. I mean, that guy was so open and, like, he, he spoke so much about everything. Um, personally, for him, and, like, also, like, behind the scenes, and he gave, him, he gave us some leaks. Yeah, he did. Because mm-hmm. it was during the uh, time when the uh, expansion uh, was going to release. So I, I personally really loved that episode. Yeah. Was really great. Lightheart, what was your favorite episode, and why was it the episode with Tia? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you all suck so hard. Um, it's it's difficult for me. Um, obviously, I joined halfway through the season, so as a viewer um, for the first half of the season, the one with Powell was fantastic. It was really nice to see. It was so relaxed, but also full of amazing information. So. As a viewer, it was that one. Obviously, having been part of the show for the second half, the, the most recent one we did with Zayd and Tia was very enjoyable. It was very relaxed. Uh, it was a period in Gwent where we hadn't got much to talk about, yet there was still a lot of Gwent love, if that makes sense. And it felt very natural, so I really did enjoy that. Um, unironically, that is actually my favourite episode, yes. And, yeah, it's actually my favourite episode as well, because... As a host, whenever we have some high-profile guests, whether it's Pavo, whether it's McBeat, whether it's Taybot, you kind of feel the, the distance between you as a small-time content creator and somebody who's already made it and who is a well-known member of the community. Whereas when when, when we had Zaid and, and Tia, they are kind of in the same league. So I, I felt more relaxed during that episode. Yeah, it was fun. Plus, you know, Zaid has just so many um, uh, uh, things to talk about. He, he he's doing so much outside of his streaming, and and Tia, you know, with a like very professional attitude, and we we even had some um, uh, psychology involved in, in in the episode. That was really yeah. cool. Like, I I was honestly, I'm I'm not sure if Tia is watching, but I was actually afraid that oh my god, Tia is only streaming. She's she's fairly new to stream to streaming as well. Is she gonna have enough to say? And she did an absolutely brilliant job on the show. Yeah, she was great. Like, might, might be actually an idea to invite her to, to work with us on, on, on Merchants at some point. Hey, that would be cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> just, just flexibility, uh, diversity. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, just saying, we, we haven't talked about it. Uh, we haven't talked about expanding the show, uh, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's an idea. Uh, yeah, we have we have a serious question from Redrain. Um, there is. What's yes. your opinion on Shoop now that Shoop is competitive to the point where it feels like uh, it's killing off a lot of room for a synergy deck? It's uh, very directed to me. Yes. <laughs> and I can imagine why. I wonder why. No, I mean, my opinion. Hmm. I mean, 
I, I've always been a huge fan of Shoop, and I feel like Redea makes Shoop decks even stronger. Mm. And so it does get to the point where it's getting competitive. So it's the, the, the meme about Shoop slowly disappearing, and it's, yeah, that, that's, that's, I'm kind of sad about it. I wish it was still, you know, in that spot where people would say, ah, you play Shoop, you shouldn't play Shoop, that's really bad. But now if you play Shoop, they they won't say that anymore. But yeah, yeah, you're gonna get you're actually get, uh, gonna get a lot of hit for playing Shoop. Yeah, now I will get hate more card. hate. Even like you more either hate. love it or hate it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I already got hate for playing it because Shoop, but now I will get more hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because now with all the all all the golds like uh, Dula and then Rune Raid and Rodea, you just have so many golds to to somewhat synergized with Shoop, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, Shoop artifact removal is really strong mm -hmm. um, with all those new uh, scenarios cards, so people will definitely hate me more for doing that. <laughs> 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 and yeah, I have tried being C Shoop deck, uh, Brezer. <laughs> yeah. We actually played it together, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, 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 we did. Not sure if it's as strong as it used to be, but Okay, guys. Next question: How hard is it to find guests for the show? I think it's it's, it's gonna be the question that I have to answer because normally I do that. Um, so I would mm -hmm. say it's it's it, it really depends. Uh, I think that we have to shed some more light on how we uh, recruit guests for the podcast because sometimes sometimes some some guests are just so high profile that I don't even have to consult with the team and I just can invite them because like. I can't imagine BJ or, or, or Lionheart or Villa saying no to Buja being on the show or, or me approaching Slama or or, or, or Teobot. It's it just felt like it's a, it's the right thing to do and if we want to um you know keep improving the, the podcast it, it felt like I don't really, I don't need to consult on guests like that. Other than that, sometimes it's just uh, a result of of a discussion, like we th we throw a couple of names around. And and we discuss what kind of episode uh, we would like to see, and and even if we don't pick the guests that, for example, BJ uh, uh, put forward or or, or or Villa or Lionheart, I I usually make a list, and there is always the chance that these guests are gonna be back, uh, you know, um, at some point in the future. And I think our first guests of, of season two are an, an example of that because that was an idea made by Dennis and Baby Joseph. And yeah, we didn't get them for uh, for season one, but I only approached them for season two, and it seems like it's a yes. And mm -hmm. until recently, it wasn't very hard. Until recently, all it took was just message them, just message Tailbot, just message Buja or or, or Macbeard, and they were always very open to the idea. But recently, we kind of got a couple of, of fa failed attempts, I would say. Uh, one of them being Slama. Like, we've been trying to get yeah. Slama for a while now, and just yeah, it's not working. <laughs> like we are, we are really getting. <laughs> we are, we are getting there. We are trying. Like uh, right, we are we are pinging him. We are uh, tagging him on Twitter. He likes yeah, our tweets. Yeah, yeah. He sometimes responds. Yeah. We'll get a daily rotor. We'll each email him daily until we get a response. Yeah, I, I don't even have his email address. Like you can't even get it. There's it's it's nowhere. <laughs> we will find a way. Yeah, we'll have to. Like, we 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 even approach Bujav. And asked him to to reach out to Slama. Like we we are trying to get Jason and Jason. If you're watching, of Pavel, if you're watching, we really want Slama on the show. Another person I asked to be on the show was Austria, um, who is also a CDPR developer that you might know from 
um, uh, from the dev streams, and yeah, we haven't heard anything yet. So I think outside, like other than Pavel, it's really hard to get devs on the show because mm-hmm. there is just mu- you know they they have to run it through their PR uh, department, and you have to get all the questions green lighted. Uh, actually, MacBeard, who who managed to get Slama on on Commander's Horn, he uh, he explained to me how it works, and it's it's a painful and long process. And another failure that we got recently is Life Coach. Like we, I tried, guys. I tried. I approached him so through, through various, through various uh, social media and his email, and so far nothing. Maybe, maybe he'll respond one day. We don't know. But other than that, it's it's pretty straightforward. If you are doing a show like this, if you are, if you want to interview somebody, just just send them a message. And yeah. um, yesterday, actually, last night, we got two confirmations. Mm-hmm. Um, are we gonna leak them, guys, or are we gonna keep it nah. a secret? Not yet. No. Okay, I'm gonna leak it that way. If you wanna know who uh, the guests for of the next two episodes are gonna be, you can just look at the host and player um, lineups for the challenger, and you'll find them there. I think that's fair. Like we can, we can. Yeah, okay, I can. I can agree. I can. I can. Yeah, that's fine. Right. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just look at the challenger lineup for for casters and, and players, and you'll find the next um, uh, guest there. I can tell you, it's not going to be Jaggers because Jaggers was already on the show. Yeah, we, yeah, already, already had Jaggers. But yes, it, it won't take too much deduction to work out. No, no, it? it won't. It won't take too much. <laughs> yeah, especially, especially if you pay attention to Twitter. <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, on of... that note let's move to another question yeah what kind of yeah. preparation goes into making a podcast i mean <laughs> the shit first our, our the shit first this <laughs> our preparation is very unique um we usually sit in a discord call for about two hours and just basically screw around for 90% of the time and 10% of the time we are actually serious I I would say it really uh, depends on the episode Um, when I worked only with Lionheart it was always very effective but I guess that's just (laughs) this I guess it's the people that you know yeah Lionheart is very efficient that's just that's just how he handles things which is which is yeah. understandable because he's working insane hours at his job, so he had to uh, manage uh, the remaining time in a very uh, yeah, you, you, uh, organized you fashion. Into my diary, along with all of my work conference calls, there's actually a slot in my work diary for those calls. <laughs> yeah, so uh, normally we discuss the episode uh, a couple of days before, and we throw some ideas. Uh, like the first couple of episodes were chaotic because we didn't have. Like, clearly defined segments now we have them so it's just much much easier and you know i always ask people to 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 do some research and then see what our guests have been talking about on twitter or reddit what they're if they're streaming what their stream is about just so that we know what's what's going on and then yeah, yeah a few days before the show we make the call and uh, we, we should talk all the other casters and, and and content creators and everyone else uh, we memes. We, we throw some lineheart memes. Uh, we mock Villa, and and then somewhere at the end of the call, like, we we actually get to work, and it takes I would say ten minutes, maybe half an hour, to get everything done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always like that. But luckily, luckily, uh, recently we've been doing the calls without Dennis because if when Dennis was around, <laughs> yeah. that was a disaster. Like this, this guy has so many memes there. and jokes up his sleeve. Like we, you cannot work with this guy. He just turns everything <laughs> into one massive joke, and we just keep laughing. Yeah. And instead of instead of working, yeah, not on my yeah. schedule. Uh, yeah. Oh well. 
This sounds like yeah. a good time. Where do I apply? <laughs> okay, another one. How do you keep uh, it, uh, the podcast interesting and engaging? I was just happy that people thought it was interesting and engaging. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We yeah. just, we, we oh, just, thanks. Just complete. Yeah. yeah, we just hope it that you guys does. like it. Yeah. But yeah, I would say the, the first couple of episodes was a struggle, right? We didn't have segments, like proper segments. And I remember the episode with Bebo when I was just, it, it felt like like a meeting, like, like I don't know, I, I, it's hard to compare it to anything because I was just like shuffling the questions, like, Bebo, now it's your turn, and now it's your turn, and BJ, now it's mm-hmm. your turn. And it felt very, very stale, I would say, even though Bebo is a great guy. Mm, and now yeah, he has his own cards, which is, which is amazing. <laughs> And and then we, we we started to learn, and I think at some point when Linehart joined, that was the moment we started doing the segments. And then he said that oh, yeah. we should go from relying on the guests to to run the show, to um mm-hmm. to to the point where we're just more active and we run the show, we discuss things, and the guests are just being there as a sidekick. Yeah, yeah. And we've we've seen that in the last couple of episodes, I would say. And we also started like showing uh, trailers and like uh, other stuff on the screen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and we are we are talking more. Like we we are leading the discussion, and then you know the guests are always being asked questions, and they can always jump in. And some guests are are better than than others. I think that overall, I would say the casters are and streamers are are doing a better job. Yeah. Yeah, they're very confident and they're oh, used yeah. to having to do that as well. So it's nice because they, they join us. They're, they're almost, it's like having a co-host as opposed to a guest almost, oh, yeah. which is quite nice. It's like it, you're a guest, but you're, you know, you're part of it with us. If that makes sense. Especially mm-hmm. when they have a very open personality like Jaguar is. That oh, episode, Jaguar, that, that, yeah. that episode was amazing. I, I thought that was so much fun. I really oh, did. Yeah. She's so, it was so enjoyable. She's yeah, so I would, relaxed. Yeah, so I would say in terms of fun and just laughing and having having uh, fun, the Jaguars episode and the Trident episode were the best. Yeah, that was great. I totally oh, the Trident episode produced so many <laughs> great memes. <laughs> we had to rebrand ourselves multiple times over that episode, but it, it was great. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I, that was the only episode that I watched in its entirety afterwards. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah because me, normally I, I'm just looking did, for... Yeah. Because normally I, I have the feeling that something went wrong and that maybe we could have done certain things better. But that wasn't mm. the case, really. So I just watched the episode and I was like, oh my god, so many jokes. Yeah, I, was I great. totally loved it, yeah. <laughs> I really lo- love that moment when we're talking about something and and uh, I remember I remember trying to saying that he only pretends uh, when it's nice or when it's fun to play, something like that. <laughs> and he just heard that and he was like, Oh shit. So he just, just sank under under on, under his table. Just, yeah. just, <laughs> just I'm not even here, don't look at me, don't add at me. Yeah, he did not take it too seriously, and that's that's what I liked. But yeah, that was that was great fun. It really was. And we, it, usually we get that feeling uh, when we first make the call, right? You made yeah. the call, and it's 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 the, yeah. the pre-podcast talk, and when we just uh, look at the tech side of the show, and some guests are just amazing. Like they 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 start talking, and you just have fun. Like Buja was like that, Jagger was like that, Trani was like that, and sometimes you know, oh god, it's gonna be hard. Yeah, you, you just have that feeling, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, whenever whenever we get Villa, I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be hard. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys too. Yeah. I do uh, love the six percent though. Yeah. Okay, what kind of formats that. would you like to add to the podcast in the future? 
Yeah. Hmm. That's, That's a good question. question. Yeah, I know. I think we've we've developed and changed a few things that there's more going on, like we, you know, showing the trailers and things like that. I like that that's involved. Uh, I wonder what else we could do when they launch the tournament segment. Maybe have some element of that in there for an episode would be fun as a completely random, you know, Merchants of Novigrad, the four of us as a, you know, have a game against each other as part of the podcast. The other two cast on it. That could be quite fun. Very different, but yeah, some kind of trivia. Yeah. Oh well, the key I mean... trivia was here earlier. <laughs> but then it doesn't seem to be a podcast anymore, right? Yeah, that's the thing. We could also discuss uh, Lionheart's love life, you know. No. no, no. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was a question that I um, did not bring up, but uh, I, I remember some people in our Discord asking for, clar- uh, for clarity when it comes to Lionheart's no, love life. No, one specific person asking for clarity, an entirely meme-based, I am assured. No, 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 no. Sure. we'll be answering no questions on these subjects. <laughs> yeah, Please come... refer to all available memes. Back to the new formats. <laughs> um, Rapidly. Uh, oh. Yeah, there is a couple of things we briefly discussed. Uh, like, we had this idea of a minigame of some sorts uh, that we that we called Novigrad Injustice. There, there, is, there is no format yet. Like, we don't know how it would look like. Uh, mm. how hard it would be to pull it off and how would we uh, integrate it into the podcast. We don't know. It's just an idea. And yeah, we have we have a couple of ideas for events like Gwen and Gwent. It's, it's something we talk about um, essentially every episode. Just hoping that there is gonna there's gonna reach our app sponsor somewhere in chat who really likes Gwent. <laughs> yeah. we'll Gwent and Gwent, powered by Emergence. Oh. Yeah, like if, if there is an Ophiri merchant in chat... Please yeah, DM please. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, whenever we get invoiced for uh, the expansion stealing our name and ripping it off, I'm sure we'll be able to fund Gwenting Gwent. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I need to have a serious talk with Buja about that. Because, <laughs> come on, Merchants of Novigrad and Merchants of Fear, you could have tried better. You could have tried harder. Yeah. For sure. Honestly. It's, it's yeah. not cool. I'm actually impressed with Berger for not leaking the fact that it was going to be called that because I'm sure he would have known when he was talking to you guys that that was the name that they were dealing with. Yeah, so definitely. I'm actually really definitely. impressed that he didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. He, the no. only thing he said yeah. is that um, the art is coming in and he is already looking at it and he said it's amazing and uh, we are definitely going to yeah. enjoy it. I mean, he's right. He was, he was right. He was he right. Was, absolutely. Yeah. But all stuff, it's amazing. Um, I have another question here. Um, oh, I I did not include it in the files. So you. you guys, um, no, I, uh, I, uh, oh. how is season two gonna look like? Oh. that's a question I I, I got somewhere else. Okay. Hmm. Well, hopefully it's gonna improve. I mean, I mean that'd be the most important part, right? Yeah, I I think that when it comes to the tech side, um. How is it called? Because the, the the scenes we have now are okay, right? We 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 work them uh, halfway through the season, and they're not going anywhere. But the uh, it's called transmission, like, you know the, the the thingy that the animation when you change scenes. Yeah. How's how's it called? I forgot the word. Transition. Transition. Thank you, Lionheart. Yeah. So uh, transitions is something that we want to add because we don't have like proper ones. And there's a couple mm. of people within TRS who can do stuff like that. So, uh, okay. yeah, we, we hope to have that done for before season two. And okay. other than that, I think we're just going to continue doing what we already do. Like, we want to have, I would say, one or two competitive episodes. We, we will have a lot of people from the community. So 
casters, streamers. Uh, yeah. Probably, uh, th th I mean, not probably, that that's almost certain by now. There is going to be an episode dedicated to uh, people who work on Gwent, who help uh, make things happen, but who are not very visible. So, for example, people who work on the visuals or people who... Uh, um actually film uh certain elements for 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 Gwent or for certain teams um you know it, it's, it's, there's gonna be an episode like that it, it's it's already confirmed by now and i think we might uh actually make this episode the thing like us just the four of us sitting together wow, it, it yeah. might be it might be a thing that we do uh, at the end of each season yeah that's good fun yeah i think yeah so. i think it's yeah. a good transition definitely i'll, I'll certainly be targeting the uh, open winners in Gwent season two as well, trying to oh, yeah. uh, actually, actually, that's gonna be towards the end of season two, I would say. Yeah. Because yeah. I think now with it's too early to say, but I think season two is gonna resume uh, January eleventh, and yeah, like that, yeah. we already know it's gonna be Vila, BJ, and me. And the twenty fifth is gonna be the episode Lightheart has been waiting for his whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Lionheart. <laughs> uh, how long will be next season of Merchants of Novigrad? It's gonna be probably eight episodes as well. Yeah, I think that's a good format. I yeah, guess. it seems to work. It seems to work. Like, the, the way we want to do break. it, I think, is eight episodes. We take a month break, so we skip one episode essentially. Then we resume. <laughs> Voldemar. Voldemar, of course you're here. I'm so glad you just. Hey, Voldy, how you doing? Hey, Voldy. You got summer. Uh, I would yes. say that the, the person <laughs> I would say that the person in question was definitely interested and said um, they're honored and they said that might be fun. Uh. But yeah, we cannot com comment on the name. We, we gave you guys a lot of hints, so some of you might know who that is. But yeah, I think that throughout season one, we just learned a lot about how to run a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I remember the first episode. It was just like, so many tech issues, how to do all of it, and uh, the questions, the segments. I mean, we're pretty new to it, yeah. so it makes a lot of sense when you look yeah. back to it. Yeah. But one thing I want to improve is I want to get the villa to talk. What? Say again? I want yeah. to get the villa to, to <laughs> actually <issue> talk. Spawning. <laughs> exactly. Perfect timing. Uh, Poor like, villa. It's it's not poor Villa. He's a cool guy. He just needs to talk more. He just needs to be more <laughs> even even if we get tail that got tailbot. That was his episode, competitive episode, and he was just there. Yeah, it's all learning exp uh, experience. Yeah, it's it's of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really good. I've I've enjoyed it. As I say, I was only here for um for half of it, and I've had a great time. And you can see how much more comfortable we all are, how much smoother it seems to run, and how much it's just so much fun. Uh, bing, bing, bing with a question. Uh, oh, bing, 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 man. If it hasn't been asked, do you think uh, the Netflix Witcher will feature promote help Gwent in any way? Or Sasha Gray, who was streaming The Witcher 3? <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Sasha Gray. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, I actually had no idea who this was. Lionheart yeah, is lying. I had no idea who that was. I got a message going, oh my god. What, from uh, It was in one of the discords, and BJ said, oh, Sasha Gray streaming. And I was like... Who's Sasha Gray? That who who and obviously now I'm aware of who Sasha Gray is. I was made aware that I should know who that is. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't. I think um, anyone playing The Witcher who is high profile will inevitably bring some good things to Gwent, right? Like, yeah, like I, would, I would paraphrase the, the 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 old joke and say there is um there has been a research and ninety percent of people know who Sasha Gray is and the ten percent who doesn't they lie. I mean, Leonard has only <laughs> yeah, had no idea. Life. Yeah, I'm too busy for that. 
I know now. Uh, yeah, I mean, can you imagine Sasha Gray being on the podcast? I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would tell you, message and ask. Let's see how the response goes. I mean, she has to play Gwen, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, she did play uh, The Witcher 3 Gwent, so maybe maybe we can drop some hints. That counts with me. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We can convince her. Millennials <laughs> probably don't know her. I think, yeah, I think millennials might be too yeah. to And uh, know her. Going to the other half of Bing Bing Bing's question around the ne- uh, Netflix Witcher, I would be stunned if we don't see Gwent. They're, I no, they, they, I, I think that there is not going to be... Like, there is no Gwent in the books, really. In the mm. books, Gwent is essentially a dwarven game. That nobody, yeah. nobody else really understands, and it's, it's it has some really weird rules, and and the players yeah. beat oh, each other with sticks actually... and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, I think that's it. So so maybe yeah. there will be a scene where dwarves are playing Gwen because I was going to say I think we'll see it in the background. I think you'll hear the word mentioned, but I don't necessarily think you'll watch. Um, you know, we'll have a detailed Bing 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 with another question. Um, Sapkowski still upset wants cash from CDPR. They settled the matter. Yeah, so essentially, bad, essentially, uh, you know, you can call him an old prick, but from <laughs> from the financial standpoint, he made a sound decision back in the day, and the law was on his side. Like CDPR probably knew they were gonna lose the lawsuit, so they settled. Yeah. So yeah, he got some more cash from CDPR and probably a substantial amount as well. You would say so, yeah. Like it's oh, well. like I I know that people want to protect CDPR because you know CDPR is a great studio and they love. Uh, the Witcher games and the love went, but you know, I, I kind of agree with him. Like, the, the the profits from the games were exceeding what he asked for by far, and you have to compensate for that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's resolved, isn't it? So whether you yeah, know, it's resolved all parties, now. If, if all parties are probably happy at this point, I think, and you know, and I it's... think that deep down he's happy that he sold so many books thanks to the games, even even though he said otherwise. Yeah, I think some of his comments that he made left the community a bit angry with him because it's like your creator hating his own creation kind of thing, being bitter about something else doing better than the books, but it's made the books more enjoyable, more widely read. So I think, yeah, I think you're probably right. I think down deep, he probably does. Yeah, I think I read something about him writing a new Witcher novel, which makes sense because all the games and now the Netflix show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of people interested in the Witcher lore, so I think he might try uh, to to bank on that as well. Huge okay, show. guys, do you have any more questions regarding the podcast or or anything else? Just we have a couple more minutes, I would yeah. say, because BJ BJ is already looking at his uh, at the clock. Yeah, I have to go. Yeah. I think. Oh, I think we're good. We just um. Guys, any more questions? Because if not, then I'll have to thank. My co-host for being here. Yeah, for eight episodes. What do you think about the NG armors in the show? You all, you already know what <laughs> we, we think. We don't make us end the season on a negative. No, no, it's it's. I I think the an R armor looks pretty solid though. Get Oyerfeldy <laughs> on podcast. Oyerfeldy is the legend and the hero that we don't deserve. <laughs> okay, guys. So on that note, um. Yeah, like closing statements, guys. Where, where, uh, where can our viewers find you? And maybe a few words on how you found uh, the season one. Like some sort of closing of of the season. Your opinion on how it went and uh, stuff like that. So let's start with let's start with Villa because he he seems like very eager to talk. Thank you. Uh, I found the first season actually really fun, even though it had some 
uh, issues, like I said, but it was all new fun learning experience. So I really enjoyed it that way. And yeah, overall, I had a great time even just discussing stuff with you guys on a private on private calls during, uh, concerning the episodes. So yeah, a fun experience for me and where you can find me is mostly on Twitter or Twitch. Uh, and yeah, all I have to say anymore is Happy Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone and we'll see you in 2020. Sounds good. BJ. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed the first uh, season of the doing the podcast. Uh, great uh, learning experience. Uh, never done a podcast before, just streamed. And uh, yeah, um, it was really nice to have those guests uh, that we had on the, on the show. And I'm really looking forward to the next guests uh, next season. And, uh, yeah, enjoy uh, enjoy uh, your holidays, everyone. And you can find me on Twitch and Twitter uh, under the name Baby Joseph. So maybe, uh, yeah, we will catch each other there. Linehart, my dear friend, my best man. <laughs> yes, I, I, I found season one very enjoyable. I got to experience it a little differently to you guys. I got to experience it firstly as uh, someone watching and then as also a host as well. And I've had a fantastic time. It's been really good watching it evolve and watching us learn and change and have fun. Uh, it's very different from streaming. I think you guys will probably agree. It's a very different experience because you're working not just your own voice, but with other people. Um, yeah. And it's, it's similar to a co-op, but a little different again. Uh, absolutely loving it. I had a great time, really pleased to be involved. I can't wait for season two, really hyped for that. So yeah, it's been uh, been a great experience and I think uh, there's plenty more to come from us yet, guys. So I really hope hope you all come back and tune in for season two. If you're looking to find me, I'm available um, on Twitch and on Twitter at Lionheart. You'll find me. And yeah, thank you very much. Have a good Christmas, New Year. And yeah, as, uh, as the guys have said, we will see you next year. Okay, guys. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to repeat what everyone else already said. Uh, great learning experience. I still remember the first hectic week when, when we thought, oh, we have a couple of weeks be- until the first episode. And then it seemed we have like five days and everything had to be done like really, really quickly. But yeah, overall, like, we, we learned a lot about uh, how to run a show like this uh, in, in the last couple of months. And I'm, I'm still stunned that, you know, high-profile guests like Pavo on Trinet or, or Tailbot or Beard agreed to be on the show. And we are getting more of these kind of guests for the next season as well. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 been a great run. And I think that season two is going to be even better. But, yeah, where can you find me? Well, on my channel, which is here. You don't really need to look far. Other than that, uh, you can just type exclamation mark social and you'll find uh, all the links to my social media. And yeah, I would also encourage you to type exclamation mark podcast to, to find our Discord and our Twitter and, and the YouTube channel where all the episodes are being uploaded. And with that being said, um, this episode is going to be on YouTube in a couple of hours. Uh, and yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, Happy New Year. We're going to see you probably on January the 11th. There is going to be some tweets in the meantime and some memes in the meantime. You can, We are we are <laughs> definitely going to try to stay in touch with everyone. Yeah, we will not be absent. Uh, we are going to raid somebody in a moment, but yeah, for now... Um, Thanks for watching. Thanks for being here. And guys, thanks for being on the show once again, for helping, making it great. And Pleasure yeah. as always. Enjoy your weekend and we'll see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye.